everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And I'm Jason. Welcome to the Micro Brew Review. This is episode 90. And this is us following through on a promise. We did it. There's yeah, a yeah, first yeah. time it's two for weeks everything. in a row, actually. We did the infusion one, too, on time. That's right. Well, right? Uh, <laughs> we put it off once. We put it off like seven times. Wow. Right. But then From we, the time we, that we promised. Said we're actually going to do it next week. No, we actually did it on time. Yeah. That's because Jason's here. Keeping us honest. And Jason fulfills promises. Yeah. We just kind of skate by in life. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I do. And I think I encourage others to do the same. So for those of you who weren't listening to episode 89. It's and shame on you. It's a great episode. You should go listen to that one. It is the first time in probably six months that Ian has promoted an episode online. He was so proud of it. So that's a big deal. It was awesome. So if you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to it because it's awesome. But also that'll make sense as to what we're setting up right now when we say promise kept. It also has nothing actually to do with this episode beer wise. Correct. Yeah, this isn't like a part two or yeah. anything. No, but episode 100 will be part two. Yep. That's our third promise. Or the infusion. The infusion. Solid. All right, Ian, this is your show. I want you to tell this us all about show? what's happening. All right. Um, so I don't know if it was only last week that we mentioned it, but... Adroit Fury, awesome brewery, mentioned time and time again on our podcast here, uh, down in Virginia. Purcellville. Purcellville. West yeah. of Leesburg. It's far from Philadelphia, uh, but worth the drive. Uh, they had a Black Heart member society, Black Heart Society member um, release party. That Jason uh, and I went to. Exactly. I was jealous. I missed it. Uh, and while they were down there, they also unveiled a, uh, a new product that they only made 150 of. 92. 92 of. Uh, it was called the Book of the Bad. Uh, it is pretty sweet looking. I am a big Army of Darkness fan, which is a super cheesy film from the 80s, I guess, directed by Sam Raimi, one of his first starring Bruce Campbell, who is a hilarious actor. Um, who's been in every one of Sam Raimi's films, actually. They grew up together. And so here's my two cents, because mm -hmm. this is vital to the story. I don't have a clue who Bruce Campbell is, but Pete Campbell you is a do. character for Mad Men. So every time you say that, I picture this character from Mad Men. You know Burn Not Notice? even a little bit. Uh, yes. He's, you know uh, the guy that's with Michael Sam? all the time? He's Sam? Sam, yeah. Yeah, that's him. He's, like, been in other things before? Oh, yeah, oh, lots yeah. of stuff. Huh. Like, was he young and fit once or something? Yes. Or, okay. He was actually, he I basically, would say, a fairly, fairly handsome-looking guy. He plays uh, he's the got Hawaiian shirt-wearing yeah, yeah. But drunk. he was very slim and, uh, yeah. Look at me learn stuff and we didn't even open beer yet. I'm well, very excited. We're getting there. So anyhow, uh, a big part of that movie and the two preceding ones is a book of the dead called the Necronomicon. Uh, and this is the Book of the Bad, and it, it looks a lot like the Necronomicon. It just although, has some adroit logos. Yes, the design, which we'll post a photo of in many different uh, stagings. Maybe if we persuade him... It's made to him, look like it's made out of human skin. Sewn together. Sewn together, and uh, the symbol in the front actually has an A and a it T. It looks like the adroit A, right? Adroit, it yes. is, yeah, yeah and the mm -hmm. T, the, the cross yeah, I see that. for the A and the T there. I would um, like to note, I, I think there were 92 of these things made. I just looked this up really fast. I broke the rules. Okay. Army of yeah. Darkness came out in 92. Oh. Nice. I, had a, I had a theory because it was that. such a specific random number for them to make. Um, um, but yeah. So unlike the Necronomicon, which just brings dead things back to life that kill all of your friends in a cabin in the woods or in history, uh, this is full of delicious beer. <laughs> or so we hope. <laughs> yes. 
Well, um, it's adroit, so we're confident. Yes, it came with uh, three different beers in it. It's their Imperial IPA, a smoked porter, and a double stout. So I do want to say it's not there in that they only offer one variety of each. This, these were made specifically for this release. Correct. Uh, yes, this is one. This is an Imperial Stout, a porter, and a double stout. Not their only kind. So we did learn from... I just forgot his name. Mark. Mark, while we were down there. Okay. That I, I didn't notice. I wanted to call him Bruce now. That's where my brain is. <laughs> Uh, that the Imperial IPA is a double IPA made ex like with 100% citra hops. I like that. So when you were deciding whether or not you wanted to buy one and I heard that, I felt like that was the clincher as the lover of double citra that you are. So at least it checks all the boxes. We just have to see if it tastes anything like it. Oh, that was... Timid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yes, Soft hands, this right? is called Repent. Uh, and like I said, we're starting with their Imperial IPA. It looks gorgeous. This one's 12%. 12%, that's awesome. They're all high ABV, right? The other two well, are 9%. Well, that's not shocking for these guys. Uh, they tend to... Hang on, I might have mispoured. Unless that's all you want. <laughs> I, I dare never suggest you mispour. Well, I am pretty good at it, but in this case, I think we can all get a touch more. I love this plan. We're all IPA lovers. I am kind of considering setting up, while we're waiting for the pour to happen, setting up the uh, laptop while we're doing this to create it into a mixing board. Uh, and and the benefit of that is sound effects. Oh, we've been talking about that forever. We really? even did a few early on. It was it was. We just added them in after the fact. Yes. Yeah. That would be fun. We should do that. Next yeah, week. we did it a little bit with the Oh Mata. my gosh, that smells amazing. I love Citra Hops. Can I just tell Ooh, it you? It is. It's like a fruity floral. Yeah. So this actually, well, this doesn't remind me at all. Well, let's just talk about this real quick. <laughs> this is this is going to be the tree of beer that you had. Phenomenal, it yeah. Total, yeah. It does. Yeah, I am going to talk about that. It just, it's like blood it, orange and strawberry. Let's say this again. It's an Imperial IPA at 12%. It smells like grapefruit candy to me. There's no, you don't get the hop bitterness on the nose. You just get the like red grapefruit maybe. Am hmm. I oversimplifying that? Yeah, I get that. That's good. Very juicy. Like, I feel like I'm on the beach eating a half of a grapefruit in the morning, like with the sunshine down on me. I didn't even taste it yet. That's just what I smell. Yeah, I can see that with the grapefruit. Not a lot of carbonation in this. Well, that doesn't surprise me based on the way the cork popped. Yes, I agree with that. So we should go online afterwards and find out if that was intentional. Well, or. Yeah, I mean, and we have had issues uh, originally with their, their corking. Um, no offense, guys. No, well, but that was uh, early, too, before that was they actually on. ironed everything um, out. But, but they do still use volunteers to cork sometimes, and I think that's what's tough, is if people have never done it before, it can be a little challenging to get something so specific. I mean, their 12-ounce cork and cage bottles are elegant, but it's not, the least. not typical of a beer. So even folks who are home brewers, if they're used to just popping a... A cap on there. Jason? Yeah. I really like it. I think it's um, very flavorful. It lingers. there. It doesn't die at all. The grapefruit sort of uh, just stays in the back of your throat, which is really nice. So it's not flat, but it's just definitely uh -oh. not... It's not like a triple caramelite kind of really bubbly. Yeah, no, I don't think... I mean, it, it poured with head. It yeah. had... 
I think it has as much carbonation as it's supposed to have. It's just not a highly carbonated beer. I don't know that in a lineup, if I would pick this as, as an Imperial IPA. It's just too smooth. Yeah, it's not. It's, it doesn't have that bitter kind of like punch you in the face, especially coming in at 12%. And the booze on it, like you hardly taste it. It's so smooth and fruity and sweet. Huh? It happened to me again, by the way. I was at um, the Poor House in Exton, mm -hmm. and I ordered a beer. I ordered a triple. And, and they poured you the wrong thing. I got the wrong thing. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to... It was packed. It was it was buck-a-shuck night, and it was insane. And I kept thinking, it was like raining sideways outside. And all I'm thinking is, I want to get this meeting over with, and I want to get home, and I want to... Okay, it's packed. Let's yeah. just, you know, roll with it as much as we can. And I didn't want to be that kid who was like, hey, the two bartenders for the 150 people that are in here, I think you poured me the wrong thing. And when she brought it out, she said, oh, it's supposed to be a 10-ounce pour, so that's why it looks less because I didn't have any 10-ounce glassware, so it's 14-ounce glassware, so I didn't really short you. And then I looked at it, and I was like, mm, it's a triple. Why is it so cloudy and dark? And then I tasted it and was like, and doesn't taste like a triple. <laughs> what was it, do you Did think? You pick out what it was? Or? I really couldn't. I mean, it, it sort of struck me as sort of a Belgian white, a little bit like the long trail wit that we had the mm -hmm. other night. Like, that doesn't taste like a triple to me. No. At most, it's a little refreshing and crisp. Sure. But they're, they're two <clears throat> things that most beers have in common, you know? Um Anyway. So I would say that this beer is a win. It's great. Yeah, I really like it. Very that. much enjoy this. I would buy I it would. if they sold it not in the book of the bad. Yes. Do we know if they're planning on doing that at all? I don't think that they are because overall they seem, they roll out a beer, they sell it till it's gone, and then even if they're going to well, make... they have all their ghosts, so right. they never, they don't really repeat. I mean, they might make the same thing again, but it'll still be... A different ghost. I think that's how they do it, at least. I'm sorry, I don't understand what a ghost means. Uh, all of their labels have a uh, ghost number on them. Uh, and that's like what batch it is, basically. Okay. It's like a series. If you go on their website, it actually describes what the ghost is. But when yeah. you, if you look at the, not the label itself, but the tab they that the they put that over... Put on the book. Um, it'll tell you like what ghost number series it is and then like in this particular release there were a hundred bottles So okay, they made eight extra, but you never know if one's gonna break sure. or pop or whatever um, And the other great thing is when you buy that bottle and take it home It will say this was bottle 38 out of a hundred in this batch, which I think is great I'm not into artwork that's numbered, but I'm into beer that's numbered what can I say? <laughs> So I was going to say uh, I had to run home from uh, work the other evening, and it had been some time since I'd been to Tria. So I felt I had to make it a priority to get out there. I'm going Thursday. Can't wait to see you, Cal. <laughs> um, and so I hadn't been in a while. I got in there. It was, uh, I was just by myself. Didn't even bring a book or anything. I uh, just wanted to grab a quick bite to eat and a drink and say hello, make sure they hadn't forgotten about me or thought I was dead or something crazy. Uh, Thanks so to Facebook, they would never believe. I was looking at their menu, and they had uh, a couple good beers on draft, but nothing uh, nothing too crazy. And I was looking at their bottle list, and then I saw this one can, and it was, um, it was basically just described as like a super refreshing grapefruit soda and beer. Like a shandy? Yeah. And I was like, 
that sounds, I can't, I don't, no, I can't, I gotta get one of these. <laughs> uh, so it's basically like drinking one of the jizzies without uh, gin and with beer instead. You should back up and tell our listeners what you think, or like what you mix as a jizzy, because otherwise it just sounds dirty. Well, think what you will. Um, so there is a beverage that was uh, named by my old roommate in college. It is the Grapefruit Izzy Sparkling Soda mixed with gin and a squeeze of lime, uh, and affectionately known as a jizzy. Though I will say that people who profess not to like gin do enjoy that beverage very much. That's because it's delicious. It is delicious. Sorry, go on. That's all right. Um, so I was like, all right, what's, what's this beer like? And Jackie, the bartender was like, I would, I, dr I would drink this for breakfast, I would drink it for lunch, I would drink it at nighttime. She was like, I would drink cases of this. And so I was like, all right, I gotta get one. And it came in one of those kind of like oversized PBR cans, so like real tall, uh, almost like two regular Coke cans stacked on top of each other. So probably like 16.9 ounces instead of 12? Yeah, um, but it was mostly, it was more than half juice or soda. Okay. But it was like an all natural, actual grapefruit soda it wasn't like oh this is you know right. artificially, artificially flavored. flavored and sweetened uh so it had a really much like the izzy um which is 100 percent juice with some carbonation so that was really good and it just happened to be alcoholic and it was one of the most refreshing things i've ever had it was uh called a rattler from which Stiegel. i guess yeah from steagle because i went to steagle elementary that's how i remember that <laughs> uh steagle rattler grapefruit Grapefruit Nottertrube. Um, Jason, is that German? Yeah, it's for Shandy. <laughs> You're making that up? Yeah, no. totally. <laughs> Completely. Uh, it's a super low ABV, so I think it's just over 2%. Um, so but, it really is about the refreshment. It's not about the yeah, alcohol. But it was honestly like one of the most delicious things I've had in a long time. Uh, as far as it was very refreshing. And then I... Jason, should I bring you one home? I, I, I want to buy cases of it if I can. Like I would, I would also drink it. At two percent, it would really. You could ride around on the lawnmower and drink one you of those. Could drive a plane. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I never thought I'd get uh, the professor to enjoy shandies, but uh, yes, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. And uh, just when I first nosed this uh, this double IPA here, I was like, hmm, put me in mind of that. Stiegler I had Only it's 12% oh, yeah, instead it's, of two. <laughs> and it's like an actual beer. <laughs> the other one was just like, oh, I happen to be drinking juice that's fermented slightly. <laughs> At what point is it no longer considered alcoholic? I think it's, it's is it less than one or less than a half? Oh. There's a very specific rule on it that if you read, like, near beer or non-alcoholic beer, right. they'll go into it. But, I mean, Because there was the teacher that got in trouble for that, right? He brought in non-alcoholic beer. But it still has some alcohol in it, so yeah. But it's like less trouble. than a half a percent. Yeah, but it it doesn't matter That's if you're a teacher, Jason's you're going to get in was, trouble. Though, is where where is that threshold? Right. I don't. He think... considers the threshold at like six percent. Yeah. If it's less than that, it's not real. Anything beer. less than that, and you're like, will this even get me drunk ever? If I drink a gallon of it. Some people drink because they enjoy what they're drinking, not because they want to get drunk. Peasants. <laughs> So can we kind of explore the book of the bad as as we're as yeah. we're going through here? Because there's lots of it's not just the outside casing. There's cool stuff inside. Yeah, no, on the is. the spine, it is written. It's actually kind of hard to see. Well, I think it's a little difficult to see. 
Uh, but it says Book of the Bad. And then on the bottom, it's ATBC, which is a Droit Theory Brewing Company, of course. And it is like raised lettering if you're trying to picture it at home. Almost like a brand on flesh. Right, scar. Like they, yeah. Scar, that's a good way to think of it. No, yeah, scarred, I think, more than branded because branded is sort of sinking into the skin, but this is sort of coming out of the skin. I usually see brands as raised up. Yeah, because it's burned in and then you scar and then you over. scar over it. All I will say is my ex-boyfriend who was um, branded did not have a raised brand. Okay. Well, I have seen many raised brands. Many. Well, apparently if you get branded with a coat hanger, that's how it reacts. Okay, gross. And good, we're learning very know. odd, interesting things. Um, There's also a, latch, it was a, a working ritual, latch on the outside. That's how you do that. There's a working latch on the outside of the book. Um, there is. There's a little, a little nubbin. Like a leather thing with a button, kind of? Yes. Or, yeah, yeah. Kind of, or nail. It looks more like they did. Uh, yeah, I guess it is kind of a nail. I thought it was a little more uh, leathery. So it actually closes that way, which is kind of cool. I, I dare say it might have had a button on it once. No, it does. It's right there. Yeah, no. Oh, oh, oh. No, it's okay. There. Yeah. It's still there. That's what um, I mean. It's, an, it's like a nail, or it looks like a nail. And it's kind of fun. The first time I opened it, I thought I had like already ruined it. Uh, but when you open it, you come to a page first. Um, and then when you open the page, it, it shows you the, the opening where the beers were kept. Um, but I kind of like, when I first opened it, I thought that the page should have been attached to the, the right. front cover. And I was like, oh, God, everything's ruined already. Well, I will say it's that's our bad because they did give us that tour. But it doesn't open. It's obviously not a book. Like the spine is not meant to be opened and loved for thousands right. of pages. Right. It's it's a device. So there's a very thick, crumpled up, like weathered looking page that has, you know, very uh, interesting writing. But it writing looks like that it. old paper that they used to make that was right. pulpy and thick and right. has a great color. So to that's it. what you're greeted with when you open it up is that page and then you turn the page and that's where your beer sits and everything is very much in uh in order with their uh kind of demonic lyrical theme um with everything now so. in there is there the description of the beers there, there are descriptions of the beers uh so with the repent or their uh temptation is nothing more than a unification no i'm sorry their handwriting is difficult <laughs> A limitation of your freedom. Desire is the handmaiden who releases you. I'm guessing these are lyrics. That's so it doesn't actually describe. Well, if it's not to a country song, I won't recognize <laughs> it. Um, yeah, they're not actual descriptions. But they are fun. So what is the second? The second beer that we are opening today is their smoked porter. It's called The Devil Makes Three. Uh, this one is 9% ABV, as mentioned before. And uh, I think we should probably give it a try. It's got uh, quite the, the smoky nose to it, for sure. Does it? Yeah. Ooh. I have yet to... Yeah, it's like a barbecue. It smells like a, ooh, smells like a barbecue. But mm. not so much like um, bacon. I get a little bacon on that. I mean, maybe it's just the smokiness to it. But That was the pizza I had today. I'll come clean. It was a BLT pizza. <laughs> you keep coming clean about this pizza that you had today. I it's felt like, so guilty. I had a snack today. Okay, I'm coming clean. It was actually a slice of pizza. Okay, I'm coming clean. It was actually a bacon slice of pizza. That's because you brought me okay, dinner, but I didn't tell you. Okay, it was actually an entire you. pizza. <laughs> I was 
not an Yeah, but it ended up working out perfectly because then I got to eat. <laughs> and I felt pretty good about that. Yeah, but my husband just took you on a home date and that's weird. Whatever. It's not the first time Jason and I have had a date. That is very smoky. The smoke I like lingers. This a lot. Is smoke it cigar a lot. worthy? All of their beers are cigar worthy. Touche. I don't know what the last. Would you do that last one? A group? Great. I would group? do it with a sweeter a nice, cigar. A nice light, not a flavored one necessarily, but like a real light. Uh, I don't know, light and mild cigar. I would. A little cigarello, you know, not a lot, but just something. The night Ryan Hayes was here, we had a lot of clove cigarettes. It was delicious. It is probably the first time in my life I've ever had a clove cigarette. I've only ever smelled them. I've had plenty of friends who smoked them, and I was like, they smell amazing. Do you mind if you sit upwind of me while you have that? They do smell nice. Um, the first cigars I ever had were just little cigarellos, and it was from a shop in Amsterdam that used to make them for the king and queen um, back of in Amsterdam? the day. Amsterdam? Yeah. Ooh! And, that's uh, meaty. It's very smoky. That's what I. That's when I got into cigars. It was Rob Duker's fault of. Uh, I like him. My Castle Time fame, and he was. I definitely bought a box before I came home, and then I smoked them all, and I was sad. And, uh, you know how to fix that, right? Yeah, I guess I have to go back to Amsterdam. Yep. And I'd have to find that shop again. It tastes like liquid beef jerky. Yeah, I don't know that I like it. Really? Yeah, actually, because of that, I feel like it's too strong. I could pair this with food. Uh-huh. Oh sure, I just feel like on its own though it is too strong. Of well, a, and you may like not want beefy, a whole one. Thankfully, we're all sharing that beefy, smoky flavor. It it almost has that artificial. I'm getting a little bit of pepper in here. I think yeah, that's probably the, the one that like has black the pepper, pepper in it. Yeah. No, I'm getting more of like a like a this Red might pepper. be this the chipotle one that they one of them they said is brewed with chipotle. No, that okay. was one of our Black Heart Society releases. Really? I mm-hmm. thought they said one of the book of the bad ones was. It would not surprise me if this was one of them because I'm getting um, a Can bit I of that. Can I try to read the bottle and see if there's anything? I don't I mean, think there is. It's mostly art. Um, I... It's just kind of that that light kick in the back of the throat. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought I was pretty sure they said one of these things had the had the. That's the only. So all three of these have a unified label, or rather, label. They're actually theme. slightly different, I think. Correct, but they are different than all the other adroit theory labels that have on them the beer, I'm sorry, the cheese, the food, and the cigar that yes. they would pair with each one. So there's a lot less information on the bottle itself about what you're drinking just because it doesn't follow their typical format. Um, the only difference for the labels besides the names is there is a triangle on each one, and each of the beers has either one, two, or three circles on so the points. So should we have had them in order then? Uh, I don't know, because we actually, we started with the three triangle, but I don't think that you should go from a stout to an IPA. That would be a little shocking. It's more like counting down. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We did this on purpose. Yeah. It's like, well, it's also like their membership, where That's one, true. they have the most of, and three, they have the least of. So three is kind of the highest level, or the first. Yeah. In case you're wondering, listeners at home, it's not a Necrocomicon. It is not, Nec- and I, oh I my don't gosh. think anyone was worrying about that. Necro- Necronomicon. That's what I hear, though. Necrocomicon <laughs> is an event that you go to and you dress up as apparently a dead person. <laughs> and your cosplay is a dead person? Yes. Maybe it's just a Walking Dead thing. Yeah. Which is coming back soon. I'm super excited about that. The trailers are out. I haven't seen them yet. 
soon really don't they usually do it like october for the halloween maybe maybe it's not that soon but it's sooner than not it was a year away when it stopped <laughs> you'll appreciate that the first time i ever saw walking dead was at the renaissance fair and jason said wait what do you mean you watched a zombie show without me that's how you know that it's communal tv because i didn't get to pick it i've just been watching a lot of rick and morty which yeah. i still quite like <laughs> I don't know how you guys felt about it, but I thought it was pretty awesome. That was pretty neat. I, th- I thought some of the jokes were really good. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were being sarcastic. <laughs> no, I don't think it's necessarily my my style of maybe animation or mm. I entertainment, really but I thought that the jokes were really good. Yeah, I still don't love it. Well, but you have you ever run across a porter that actually got you excited? Porter that got me excited. Yeah, like a little, little Woody. <laughs> <laughs> I I have never met. Uh, I I don't know that I've ever really met a porter that got me really fired up. Have you ever met a porter that you felt even better than neutral about? Yeah, I thought we did one last week that I that I liked. That I was like, oh, this is really good for a porter. Yeah, Jason and I are both coming around on porters slowly but surely. I mean, look. So in other words, there's something to be said for me being very dedicated to the porter cause just no. like you and the barley wine cause i'm positive this one co- has the spice in it yeah because it's, it's definitely hidden. you really don't get any spice out of it i i mean i do but i Sides could also your tongue, back of the throat back of my throat um but i could also explain it away as a few other things like I, I wouldn't have to say oh it was smoked with something that had a little spice to it i think I am more willing to say that because of the last episode where we put chilies in two different dark beers, and so I, I recognized it right away. Like, it's definitely got the same effect on my tongue. Sure. This has the same, to me, the smokiness is similar to the bacon beer from the Big Black, or no, from the Voodoo Brewing Company. The Roush beer or they the, do the maple bacon, bacon? The maple bacon. That was gross. It has that same kind nah. of fake smoke flavor to me that was a weird beer what was that called it was it's a, it wasn't a voodoo donut maple bacon or no oh. or wait the rogue one? Oh uh, no the isn't it voodoo the voodoo. one that we had like a couple weeks ago no no like before that it comes in a pink bottle the pink bottle That's is rogue, rogue brewing oh, it is? voodoo yeah. oh, okay. is the brand that they they're trying to recreate the voodoo donuts Voodoo makes a maple bacon donut, so they're yeah. trying to take right. the maple bacon donut. They had another flavor. one out. It was like a banana something, and I thought about. We had that. It. We know chocolate banana. We had that one too. No, it was a different one. It was one that we'd never had. I think it was uh, banana and Don't peanut butter. Don't do it. It's awful. I know. I they know. were all awful. I never had a good one. ever no. But part of me was just like it was one of our first. It was episode one, and then episode fifty. <laughs> we tried to bring it back, and it was like just as bad, just a different variety. It was one of those, at this point, if someone gifted me a bottle, I would figure out a way to make it into breakfast syrup. Oh, I have a podcast I w- about it. Just so we could. <laughs> if it was new, for sure. Dear listeners, this is not a request for voodoo beer. Send Please. me voodoo beer. <laughs> it's in a Pepto-Bismol pink bottle. <laughs> it is, yeah. You won't miss it, but when you see it and you think of us, keep walking. I feel like it's one of those things that guys in the liquor store, it's like, oh, darn it, my girlfriend's birthday is coming up. I need to get her something. This pink well, bottle of beer. Well, this bottle's pink. Let me give it to her. And it's got sweet and, things on the label. And she decides never to drink beer again because of it. Well, but it also has like a skull or a, like a dead a, man. A dancing skeleton. Yes. 
Nothing says romance like a dancing skeleton. It just reminds me of the guy from Darksiders. I don't know what that is. It's a video game. This is a lame reference. But there's a little skeleton guy that appears throughout the game randomly, and you he sword fights you. So I think the more I drink it, the more I it's like it. British. And I liked it when I started. But at first, it was very the much with the smoky and the jerky flavor. Yeah. And now I'm getting more of sort of roasty and the spice. Mm-hmm. The spice builds. I like this that goes more. back to what we were talking about last week about how those you know you have those things that you eat that build and build and build the spice. Every bite, Which I think you know, it's a it really interesting um, way to flavor something because there's you can you can have a meal where every bite is kind of the same, and it's like yeah this is delicious and I want another bite of that, uh, and then you can have a meal where the second bite actually adds to the first bite that you've already had or the second swallow as to the first swallow Uh, and usually I find it with spice where it tends to build but it's not like oh this went from being like not spicy to very spicy and I can't eat anymore it's just like this is just keeps getting better how I felt about Tallulah's table it was what eight or nine courses yeah and the first course was good but not necessarily the most inspiring thing usually when we go to places like that I'm looking for a food epiphany but then each course was better than the last. And so it was building on the experience. And true. just as someone who plans menus very often, it's uh, it was a very poignant realization for me as like I got more excited for each course knowing that everyone seems to be better than There were the like last. two courses in the middle and I certainly don't remember what they were, but I was kind of like, oh, I don't know which one I like better, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was the second one. <laughs> I, maybe I still that's have just the menu. I just had it. So Right. Uh, but it was only three or four bites of each thing. Yeah, everything so was just a few, but it was super delicious. We should book again. I just had someone say they're desperate to go, and I was like, well, we can go. I'm sure they're going to have some you know, released dates. And he says, no, you've got to do it in a year advance. I said, I'm sure we'll find a way around it. Yeah. Or we can just call and make a reservation for a year from now. I'm sure we'd be fine. So what would you pair with this? I knew you were going to ask it from the minute I said. Because it's very, very smoky. You get that jerky on it, but you also get that little spice. What would you pair with it that's not the I same? would not put a dark meat with it. Like, I wouldn't put a big hearty steak or something with it. I was just going to say, what about like a dry rub steak? I think <laughs> <laughs> you were so contrary. Yeah, but I think I would really I would say that. definitely not chicken, definitely not turkey. Cajun chicken? I know I'm going spice and spice, but I think... Could do like a cinnamon rub, right? It, yeah. Do that little sweet. It would work. It's not the first place. Like the cinnamon brain. wings from Teresa's. Of course, that's the only cinnamon anything that I know that someone puts on chicken. Okay. Well, it's like cinnamon and salt, so this would be the spice that goes with cinnamon it. Cinnamon and sea salt, yeah. I don't know. I would drink that. I love. That combination. Well, I don't know if so. I don't dry rub steak very often, but I might go aged. Like a nice dry, like, yeah. what, three-month dry aged or however long. When I can still afford it at the butcher as opposed to when <laughs> it's in that special room with a lock and key on it. Yeah. I do like that room. That's what, I, what I've learned. <laughs> is Barclay. Other than, other than Barclay, the best steak I've ever had was just someone who knew a butcher in Westchester. And it was all, like, so old, dry aged that the flavor was unbelievable. There was no... 
I mean, I've never been lucky enough to have one of those like, oh, I have a cow out back. I'll go kill it. Let's have dinner. Right. Let's eat it right now. Right. Now, I do remember, Jason, when we went to Tamsin and Rob's in England, that was some of the best steak I've ever had. That was amazing. And the mustard with it was something I would not think of. English mustard is so much better than our mustard. (laughs) Um, I believe that. I believe the English do a lot of things kind of better. What they're known for isn't always what they're best at. How's that? Mayo with fries, though, not... That's they, not just an English thing, though. But they do a vinegar more Canadian often. Canadian and uh, the Dutch do that. I feel like most of the world does it, and gross. Jason's a ketchup But you're lover. also a big ketchup fan. I am. What about, I like, am... a ketchup-mayo mixture? No. <sighs> no. What? I don't like mayo. It's just really... You've got, like, a weird thing against mayo. I think if I made my own, I would be more okay with it. But for the most part, it's just a big gloppy mess that I look at it and I see... That's friggin' delicious. Mayo on a BLT? Come on now. It was also on my pizza. That one has much more pop. Hello. For a stout, no less. Guys, I just opened another beer. In case you're <laughs> that one in the middle is uh, the first one we had, which is probably better than the last one. That's I feel true, like the smoke the is going to cling to the glass no, you have more a very than good the, point, Jason. the uh, IPA. Whatever. Would. Does that mean I have to figure out where my glass is? I think they're all in the middle. Yep. All right. Because I thought porter and stout would go very well together, but not realizing how potent the smoky flavor is. Yeah, that is dark. But the the head is very different. It's definitely not... For people who don't know what to expect in the head of a beer... for a stout in particular, it's the easiest to start by describing like a, a milk stout since they're so creamy and so much lighter than the rest of the... Or a Guinness, which is probably what most people would know. But that's that's the closest to, I think, what a milk stout pour is like. It's a Guinness. Right, but most people have probably had a Guinness before they've had a milk stout. That's, you know, bummer. <laughs> I, have a little, I have a little burn in my uh, belly right now from that last yeah. one. Yeah, well... Well, hot burn, sure which is it's... kind of a neat thing if you consider what they're going for with this, you know, book of the bad thing. Yeah, where like, it's got oh, like a little fiery, a little, little satanic, a little yeah. more interesting because the first beer that we had was like a happy grapefruit delicious. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's telling a story now, isn't it? You start with the uh, happy times. They and lure you into the sweet happy place. How many? How many uh, stars or whatever was this one? This is this the is one. The, the we one went three, star. two, one, and this one is called uh, Beyond the Pale. Everything is black. <laughs> Everything is awesome. <laughs> this is only amazing because didn't we do a Beyond the Pale last week and we did a Beyond the Pale like five weeks before that. But then this, this takes a new twist on yeah. Beyond the Pale. Saying Beyond the Pale, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that does not smell like a stout. It doesn't smell like the last one, that's for sure. Well, the last one was a porter. I know. Hmm. It really sure. doesn't smell like a stout. Mm-hmm. So the body, just by looking at it in the glass, it does look thinner than I was expecting. Um, Super dark, though. But it, yeah, that was it's my like next. You can't. The color wise, nothing coming through. It is. It is dark as the end of the world. Dark as my soul. Or Jason just watched Gravity. Is it as dark as space, Jason? <laughs> space is pretty dark. Space is pretty dark. Also, decent movie. Pretty, pretty decent movie. And it's not very just because you've got a crush on Sandra Bullock. I do not have a crush on Sandra Bullock. It's pretty sweet, this beer. Wow. Right? Also, I almost feel like there's is it there's something Whoa. like cinnamon or kicky with that, too. 
Whoa, that is, is very interesting. Nine percent stout is not driving with my brain in that flavor. It is. Mm -mm. It's not very stouty, like you said. It is very thin. I don't know if I was blind tasting it. I don't think I would pick out that style, especially it says double stout on it, doesn't it? Yeah. Wow. And maybe the double is the nine percent part, but. The last one tasted more stouty to me than this one does, to be honest. I think the last one had more characteristics of a typical stout Yeah. than this one does. This one, ha it is very fruity. You're right. Yeah. This one is more reminiscent of the IPA. Well, I know what you mean about the, um, like the cinnamon or the burn or something like, but when you yeah. first sip it, it's almost like small bubbles of carbonation, but this is also a very non-carbonated beer. Uh, but I get that kind of like, almost like little needles, like. Yeah. How did that go? Yeah, that's good. I don't Poking know if that's going to pick up on the mic. Poking around no. in, your, uh, in your mouth. Next yeah. time you fall asleep in one of those like pop rocks. awkward situations, I just want everyone to grab a needle and be like... That's terrifying. incredibly malicious. Yeah. It was supposed to be more like, okay, no, there's no right way to spin that. This book is having an influence on me, let me tell you. Is it the book and not the three strong beers that I've had? You've only had two and you've only had a third of each. Then whoa. <laughs> you know what? Then it's the book. <laughs> maybe maybe truly the goal here is since it was a very expensive undertaking, but if you went home and then popped open these three beers, you would feel great about your purchase. Three good beers, really cool takeaway, and you're like, money, what's money when I feel this awesome? That was one of the problems with this, I thought, is, I mean, for us in particular, is you, when you have this book of the bad, you drink the beers. That's great. You have a great story and all that. But then where on earth do you put this? It's one of those oh, things you want to display because it looks amazing. In the middle of your coffee table. But I just don't know not, what I'm going to put in it. Yeah, It's when, not one of those things you just randomly leave when out When my mother-in-law comes over, it's not what you want is that you want your wedding album on the, you know, or your most recent vacation. You don't want something that looks like sewn human skin well, on the a, coffee and table. as a bachelor, I probably don't really want that either. <laughs> Like, oh, hey, welcome back to my house. Don't mind the fleshy book. Like, Can I get you some wine? I mean, look this way, not that way, until I swipe that off the table. Or this could be a what George Costanza moment of uh, someday this is really going to pay off. <laughs> and when it does. Somebody's like, is that a Necronomicon? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, when we posted the first photos, I would love for Jason to take some with like the real camera and not just my cell phone camera. But when we posted our first photos, the online, the facebook.com slash dashing rogue, people went crazy for it. And the, now is the moment that I would like to, to bring up the fact that at last night's beer dinner, we were talking about it as one of the most unique ways we have ever seen beer arrive. Well, if I can just say real quick, it's also a lot bigger than I thought it would be. Oh, yeah, it's pretty big. Um, like, I saw the photos online. And I like, felt kind of badass walking out with that in my arms. Like, yeah. Because it, it was more like the whole stack of school books It's for one the of day. those, like, crazy old school Bibles, like, size-wise. I do have one like that that's in entirely or a, German or an from old dictionary. 1840 or something. Yes. Uh, but it definitely, like, the photos online that they took when they were doing it, they, there was nothing near it to give it comparison size-wise. Right. And I was figuring, you know, three beers, 12 ounces, like you could fit that in the spine of a normal book. But this thing is just massive. <laughs> massive. Massive. So I, I, what came up last night during the discussion is some of the other most creative ways we've ever seen beer. I don't want to say bottled, but more like. 
Presented. Presented. Great word. And uh, Brewdog, which if you... There's a show about them now, and they're actually really entertaining on Twitter. I follow them on Twitter. They have what was the world's strongest beer, and I say was because as of 2009, at 32% ABV, the Tactical Nuclear Penguin, which comes probably more memorably than this even, depending on whether or not you're vegan. What you're into. Yeah. (laughs) But it comes in a taxidermied squirrel. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Wow, I think it's kind of awesome, really. It's gross. I just can't imagine drinking that beer at 32%. Like... We would each have like you, three I sips. I mean, you have to split it. Yes. That's what, 60 proof? 64, 64 proof, 64, yeah. 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 It's outrageous. It's barely beer. It's no, like, like really a seriously. liqueur. It's yeah. like a weak liquor. But I just get... So we looked into it. So if you go back, good grief, like 65 episodes now. We did talk about it once before with Rich Lee on a podcast. I remember. And I remember even looking up on my phone about buying it. And when we got off, we, we really, we started looking online, like who would import it for us and what would it cost? And it comes out to, after you do the conversion from pounds to dollars and then the import fees and all of that, it's like $70 a bottle. Which honestly isn't that bad, I think, for, like, yes, it's a very expensive bottle, but when you're talking that it's going from pounds to dollars and you're shipping it overseas, like... Let me just say that the only other thing that I remember in the last 10 years importing on purpose was Nutella. <laughs> and that came out to 6.50 a container. I no, mailed Not alcoholic by all means. I mailed Starbucks coffee to a friend of mine, Rob Dukers, um, <laughs> in the Netherlands <laughs> and it cost me like 60 bucks just to do that. So at that point you might as well fly. I mean, you might as well just go over yeah, with the suitcase. Almost of- entirely the same. Well, Price. depending on when you go, I mean, <laughs> Sunday night in the middle of December. You can find me a flight for $60. I will go to Europe. <laughs> I meant more like if you were going to ship six things of coffee, we'll find a way. Sure. So, I don't love this stout. No, it's too sugary for me. It's a little It's a little, a sweet. little overly sweet for my liking. Um, I still think it's pretty cool. I think I like the beer. I think if you called it a barley wine, I would be more amenable to it because it has a body, like on the finish, closer to what I'd be expecting for barley wine. But no, it is definitely not stout in body, stout in flavor, stout in characteristics. Nothing about it says stout. Well, and they also do stouts so well. Like their dark stuff is normally spot on, which is why... It is both dark and cloudy. Like it's definitely... And unfiltered, you can see all of the bits and pieces. I don't know what to call it all, but it's like the bottom of my Aventinist bottle when you pour it out and you get all of the vitamins from the, the bottom. The vitamins? Yes. <laughs> is that what they're called? A bartender said that to me once. He's like, this is why you don't feel bad about drinking this beer, because that's all the vitamins. You're supposed to have that. Nice. So what do you think overall? Book of the Bad. Liked the first um, one a lot. Really liked the first one. You two are hot, like just IPA. It folks. wasn't super hoppy though. Right, it's not all a typical things considered. Hop. Like, like none it of these. It was no heady topper. So it was none no of these were their typical style. Correct. I think we can all safely. So they say. did make something special for this. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I think they did a pretty spot-on job with all of them to be like, wow, this is 
the craziest double IPA I've ever had. So can I ask you something like a twist on the question Jason just asked you? Yes. Knowing what you know now, which is having tasted all three of them, would you have gone in the same order? Probably. Just considering if it was a typical double stout, I would agree we should put it last. But this stout is not, you know, it's got a different body. and. But it's so sweet that I think you need to finish on this. If on we had it. started with this and then had the IPA, it would have been like, well, I don't even know what's happening anymore. We would have gone from this to the super smoky one. The porter probably. Right. Yeah. And then we would have had like the weird spice and then we would have gone to the IPA from there. So you're going like with spice to light grapefruit. grapefruit. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I agree with the, the flavoring. Um, I would definitely buy more of the Repent. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would buy another Book of the Dead necessarily, unless it had three new beers in it, and then I would definitely do it. <laughs> <laughs> book of the Bad 2. Yeah. The sequel. I can just see your very sketchy bookshelf. That yeah. Should I give you my Bible to put in the middle of all of the Book <laughs> of the Bad? Like, here's a German Bible. Ah, it's a German one. Yeah, that makes it a lot, <laughs> a lot nicer. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed them all in a, it takes a lot to impress me anymore when I'm drinking beer. And I thought each one was a very unique expression of the style. And even if it wasn't always what I was looking for, really solid, makes me happy, glad to drink it. Again, if maybe I wouldn't go buy a six pack at the brewery. I don't think any of these are bad. Yeah. For those weeks where there's the clear winner and loser, this is, yes, we all, I think all like the Imperial... IPA the best, yeah. but um, I do a case of that. I think I, I like them in the order that we drank them. Yes, like one was the best, two was my second favorite. I like the stout more than you guys do. I really think I mean I think it's a really nice beer, but I'm like, you know, I'm never the last one to finish, and I'm having trouble getting through sips of this. It's just a little, a little too sweet for me, and not. Now I'm not good with this. This is Max's word, but is it not a little, Is it cloying at all? It's a little cloying. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, cloying is overly sweet. Yeah. Uh, where like there's sweet, there's too much sugar in it almost. Sort where of has the, that coats your tongue in a little, sometimes very blatantly, sometimes a little more subtly. Right. But it's just like cloying basically means if you, if you like your coffee with six packets of sugar and then you put 12 in, it's like that's cloyingly oh, sweet. Okay. It's just like it's too much. Now I dare say, take your glass and swirl it a little. You can. It's um, It's weird. It looks like there are almost like sugar crystals. Sugar granules. Yeah. yeah. You, I went like this earlier, and I just tilted my glass to the side, and we have kind of these nice uh, Which just brandy snifter glasses. But then when you push it down, you can see all those little bubbles that I was talking about, like little pinpricks. Yeah. And when they dissipate, there is basically this coating of sugar on the side, or what looks to be sugary. I would like to try one of these in eighteen months. Just to see, like, does it get sweeter and more barley winey, or does it like richen in body and in flavor and become a little richen. more? I'm not sure that that's a word. Is now. Mm, I don't think that's how the English language works necessarily. Uh, that's how <laughs> Shakespeare did it. That's how I'm rolling. He was also Shakespeare. I'm the beer mistress. <laughs> Happy episode 90, guys! <laughs> Yay! Congratulations, Ian! You have the coolest takeaway I've seen in forever. Book of the bad. And I guess you get. I won something. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess you also get to keep the squirrel when we get the thermonuclear penguin. Sweet. All right, have guys. The creepiest this department was ever. <laughs> a lot of fun. We're really thrilled that Jason's keeping us on task, and we're following through for you. Thanks Remember, for that. Remember. Give us your suggestions for more infusions for, for episode, episode 100. 100. 
You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Beer Mistress. I am occasionally at Dashing underscore Rogue. I'll try to get better at that. And I'm always an at, and I'm Jason. We're at Facebook.com slash Dashing Rogue. And I would say that by the middle of August, if you throw in a little www.dashingrogue.com, you will see a whole new look. Yeah, it started today. Excellent. Boom. See, look, I tried to put it like attainable goals. They're important, right? Yeah. Soft lob. All right. You won't see any of that yet, but yeah, started on the uh, on my side of things. And it looks cool. You haven't seen it yet. Don't lie. I I was there when we picked the. Oh yeah. Okay. The pretty flashy bits that you. That's true. Jason's so technical. I'm. We're blessed to have him because you know if it was you and I, we would still be like doing be like, smoke signals. Going, I think Does it would anyone be want a beer dinner? like clip art and. Uh, <laughs> It would be like a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> online that we somehow just like uploaded. So that's know. pretty much what sites are trying to do nowadays is create little PowerPoint slides that look fancy. So Well, ours would not be fancy. <laughs> I was about to say Ian's ahead of his time. But really, it's the, <laughs> I'm not. It's exactly I'm reverse. so far behind that I'm ahead. It's like when Styles reemerged 20 years later. You're so it's like, far yeah, I'm still wearing that sweatsuit. That you totally are wearing tights for work now. Exactly. All right. Until next time, this is Shannon, your beer mistress. <laughs> the professor. And I'm Jason. Thanks so much for joining us.